Do they celebrate Christmas in the multiverse? How old is Santa? How is he still alive? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of oh, This Paranormal Life. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh, festive. I like it. Welcome to a very special Christmas edition of This Paranormal Life. It's That's Christmas right. Eve, mother. That's, wow, weirdly aggressive for such a festive time. We but... gotta arm ourselves. He's on his way. We, we're gonna we're gonna put all the big questions about Christmas to rest. Is Santa even human? Is he some kind of alien hybrid? Right. Uh, what are the the what are the reindeers? What possesses a a immortal man to break into the homes of children all across the world to give them presents? Yeah, it baffles me. For too long, he's been seen as a benevolent old gentleman, and we're just waking up to the fact now that he is evidently some sort of crazed alien overlord it's true to do that we're gonna need to um tie up the old man <laughs> and <laughs> put him under the knife unfortunately on christmas day we're working that's right it's christmas eve folks you guys didn't think we'd we'd have the balls to podcast on christmas eve yeah but here we are coming down your chimney with another investigation we're kind of like the drunken uncle that shows up at the christmas dinner even though he wasn't invited, invited. he doesn't really talk to the family much kind of estranged uh, mom and dad are you know asking questions you know how's how's school going how's little susan and we're just sitting there whiskey in hand like who gives a f- what little susan's up to we're not going to talk about I'm, the big I'm, picture I'm, I'm sorry but i i get i give a flip i give a flip about <laughs> little susan is what what about what, shut what, your what, hole little he, elf oh my goodness they're, the government's being run by lizards. Okay. My tinfoil hat has a hole in little, it. Little Susan, why don't you tell your uncle uh, uh, so what actually, you're up to? Uh, take, up to? take the turkey off the tray. I'm going to need all the tinfoil in the house. We're going to make what? a number of hats, and we're all going to get real safe. It's covered in, in burning burning hot grease. Th- that's better than the burning hot lies that'll be beamed in there. We're always being told to remember the true meaning of Christmas, that uh, it's about... Um, I guess that it's a religious holiday, that it's about the birth of Jesus. Yes. And um, that it's a time to sort of be thankful and come together as family. When the reality is that it's actually a lot more paranormal than that. I didn't honestly realize this till recently, but it turns out that Christmas Eve, traditionally, going way back in the day, Christmas Eve was a time when everyone came together to tell ghost stories. Really? Yeah, this seems, it seems like I'm bullshitting you right now. It really does. But not that long ago, on Christmas Eve, we didn't have goddamn Netflix box sets to get through. We didn't have sports games to watch on TV or whatever, reruns. Um, So whenever the family all got together on the night before Christmas, when they would celebrate all the religious stuff, they didn't have anything to do but sit around and tell ghost stories. In the 1891 uh, book, Told After Supper, Jerome K. Jerome wrote... (laughs) Whenever five or six English-speaking people meet round a fire on Christmas Eve, they start telling each other ghost stories. Nothing satisfies us on Christmas Eve but to hear each other tell authentic anecdotes about specters. It's a genial, festive season, and we love to muse upon graves, dead bodies, murders, and blood. Whoa. In Shakespeare's The Winter's Tale, Mamilius proclaims, A sad tale's best for winter. I have one of sprites and goblins. Wow. So I had absolutely no idea, but apparently this is what you did the night before Christmas. You freaked everyone out around the campfire. I guess I can see this. You know, if, if it starts off with, you know, Christmas Eve late at night, everyone's sitting around the campfire. You're telling some stories uh, about Jesus 
um, you know, some religious stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably starting off from, you know, the the, you know, the classic ones, the fish, the bread, the water, the wine. The hits. The greatest all, hits. All the greatest hits. Um, then, boom, dies. But, whoa, resurrected. There's your right. twist. You're telling all the stories. You're celebrating the the season and the event. And then all of a sudden, you run out of stories. Because Jesus wasn't around for that long. Right. You got to fill it. What is it now? Oh, it's 945. Does anyone else have any good stories? Because Jesus only has two books. Really one. Yeah. One is like a rewrite. If we're being honest. Uh, Whereas- I mean, they're both bangers. Stephen King? How many books has he written? There's a lot more horror out there than there is Jesus stories. Exactly. So I can see how this could be a weird segue from- religious stories into just terrifying stories yeah and apparently this kind of got lost somewhere along the way because let's face it we don't really celebrate that today um because it was based on kind of folklore and the supernatural whenever the puritans came to north america they kind of frowned upon the practice and wanted to leave it behind uh, in the past. So it never gained traction in the Americas, at least, and I guess died out in Europe. So in the spirit of bringing Christmas back to its dark, terrifying roots, today we're going to investigate a Christmas legend. <laughs> we're going to leave Jesus behind and talk about the goblins. And if this is true, this is going to frankly ruin Christmas for you forever. Thank you to longtime listener Santino for sending this one into us by email. This paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. Today's story, Rory, is in Iceland. You know, these days they think Santa, aka Jolly Old Saint Nick, was actually from somewhere in Turkey. And his What? Fa- yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Saint Nicholas. Because he's like a religious figure. Oh, right. Before okay. he was the jolly old man with the red suit. Yeah, he was a real saint. And apparently lives somewhere around Turkey. But his final burial place is, I think, still unconfirmed and up for debate. There's talk about it could still be in Turkey. Some people have said Ireland. um, Different places around Europe. So you're on the record saying that St. Nicholas is dead. Santa himself is buried in the soil. Kids, cover your ears. (laughs) Don't listen to crazy Uncle Kit. (laughs) This is me drunk around the fire. Santa Christmas Eve. Was a saint. He died they found his headstone the kids are crying in the north pole similar to ancient egypt uh pharaohs and santas are buried with their top elves alive (laughs) and they burn the toys you know that they burn all the toys but whilst he did originate from somewhere around turkey uh the actual modern traditions and legends of christmas are far more likely to originate from places like scandinavia and northern europe um that's why we associate say uh his home is being Lapland, which is in Finland. That's a real place. You can go visit there. Right. And indeed, somewhere like Iceland. And it turns out that Christmas a few hundred years ago in Iceland wasn't all milk and cookies by the fireplace and red cups from Starbucks. It was pitch black for 20 hours a day. And so cold, your ass could freeze to death. And if Mother Nature wasn't enough to worry about the local legends told of other more paranormal threats that lurked in the darkness oh my god and you got 20 hours of darkness (laughs) you've got a slim window in which there's no uh to take a shit (laughs) you better hope that you're that you're feeling regular you've got enough time to eat shit sleep you can get some shut eye and then you gotta stay goddamn wide awake eyes peeled yeah gun cocked and loaded for what's out there And today, it's our job 
like every episode, to work out whether there's any paranormal truth behind these legends. So basically, there's an Icelandic text called the Prose Edda, written somewhere in the 1200s. And it's an unbelievably important book. It's kind of how we know about all Norse mythology. Wow. About the gods and how the earth was created, according to the Scandinavians. And amongst these ancient stories, there's a cat. A giant creature called the Yule Cat that has terrified generations of Icelandic folks over the centuries. And the best introduction I can give you to the Yule Cat is... um, a poem written about him by a famed Icelandic poet, Johannes Rukotlam. Uh, apologies if I'm getting that a little wrong. Um, but a famous Icelandic poet, born in 1899. And I think you'll see it pretty well sums up the Yule Cat. I'm excited. We've only ever covered one poem on the podcast before, which was Tomino's Hell. Right. Uh, the poem that if you read it aloud, you would die. Yes. So that obviously was setting the bar pretty high for paranormal-based poems. I'm excited to see where this one takes us. You all know the Yule cat, and that cat was huge indeed. So bad so far. (laughs) It was translated. It's not going to have too much panache because it's been translated from Icelandic. So I bet in Icelandic it's actually pretty beautiful. All right. So Uh, the rhyme scheme's gone. There's like no rhyme scheme then? There's no rhyme scheme. Okay. So it's just, it was more or less just reading a a bunch of sentences. That's right. Okay, great. Well, it... It's from the goddamn horse's mouth. He's teaching us about the Yule cat. You said it was a cat. The, the horse is teaching us about the cat? Johannes is the horse. And he's talking about a cat. People didn't know where he came from or where he went. He opened his glaring eyes wide. It took a really brave man to look straight into them. He roamed at large, hungry and evil in the freezing Yule snow. In every home, people shuddered at his name. If one heard a pitiful meow, something evil would happen soon. Everyone knew he hunted men and didn't care for mice. <laughs> There's no way this is better in, in in any other language. If someone heard a pitiful meow, they knew da- that was an actual line. You know, you're not going to want to talk so, so much bad shit about the Yule Cat whenever you hear the second half of this poem. Okay, okay. He picked on the very poor that no new garments got. From them, he took one fell swoop, their whole Yule dinner, always eating it himself if he could. Because you mustn't let the cat get hold of the little children, they had to get something new to wear from the grown-ups each year. And when the lights came on on Yule Eve and the cat peered in, the little children stood rosy and proud, all dressed up in their new clothes. For all who got something new to wear stayed out of the pussycat's grasp. He then gave an awful hiss and went on his way. Whether he still exists, I do not know. But his visit would be in vain if next time everybody got something new to wear. So there's a little more to it than that, but there's a lot to take in from... This is why I wanted to read it, because I'm not going to like speak in paragraphs about it when he can pack everything you need to know about the Yule Cat into like eight lines. It's a giant cat. Okay, yeah. Around Christmas Eve, it hunts down children right and if they haven't got any new clothes for christmas yet he eats them first he eats their dinner then he eats them yeah there's a lot of weird details in the story (laughs) so he's described as both hungry and evil yes the two worst things you can be (laughs) especially combined because if if you're evil if you're at least 
satisfied satisfied satiated <laughs> yeah you'll hopefully just you'll be like evil and satisfied is like the dragon from the hobbit it's like smile he's, in, he's yeah. in the cave if you don't bother him he won't bother you yeah, it, it's just like it's just a bee's nest right the bees are fine yeah if you want to start chucking shit at the bees you're gonna you're you're gonna have They'll a problem exactly and the other is fine if you're starving but good you know, right. at least you're a nice person. You're not going to steal anybody's food. So true. But this is starving and evil. <laughs> the worst you can be. These bees haven't eaten eaten in ages. Everything's looking like pollen to them. <laughs> you walk up and say hello, your head's just a big flower. They're just going to start stinging wildly. I think that's how bees work. They yeah. sting the flowers. Um, okay, that's interesting. A little weird that they only attack poor children. Yeah. Which, again, I mean, they said he was evil, but that's really taking the biscuit. Yeah, that's extra cruel. Um, it leads you to wonder, is this a cause and effect thing? Is he attacking the poor children that don't have any clothes because they're they're easy, they're weak? Possibly, possibly. Like the, the, the poor, if he looks in the window and sees like a poor child without any new clothes, he's like, well, at least I know they're not going to have like a home defense system. <laughs> To stop me, I could probably kick the door down with one of my giant paws and take this whole family out. If no one gave them a gift this year, no one's going to miss them when what? I eat them. <laughs> exactly. Because I assume this is this night is like the purge. You know, as soon as the, the, the sun falls and the night comes, all the rich families are slamming down their panic buttons. Right. And the shutters are coming down. They're giving all their kids all the newest clothes. Nikes, wheelies, yep. um, Crocs any type of new shoe and then all the poor kids they don't even have shutters they don't have panic buttons they're trying to wash and iron their old clothes and spruce them up so they look new but the the, the cat's coming the cat's coming for them the cat's like where's the crocs boy <laughs> here they are sir no you just poked holes in regular shoes <laughs> those are way too cool to be crocs the kid's like you're such a smart cat why do you why do you want to eat children you have such comprehensive knowledge of fashion. <laughs> Go to Paris and Milan. <laughs> Just leave us alone. He's like peeking in the window. No, no, no. That's from the 2007 line, not 2020. <laughs> not new enough, boy. <laughs> no, look, look, I got like, this scarf. That's vintage, kid. <laughs> You're coming with me. No. This is a weird cryptid. Very specific, very weird, very specific. It raises uh, a lot of questions. Is this maybe based on some kind of cryptid, a giant animal that maybe attacked and ate humans at some point in history? Right. Uh, it, it could still even be alive today. Or it could even be a story about other less paranormal predators like wolves or polar bears that they didn't fully understand 800 years ago. But at least if it was a story or a parable about an some sort of ancient creature that did exist. Usually the story would serve as like a warning to kids. Yeah. You know, like the boy who cried wolf, it teaches children not to lie. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, um, the, the, the three little bears. I don't know what that was. Just don't gank shit. That's not yours. Yeah. Um, where is this? What is this? Make sure your kid, your parents buy you expensive clothes. Yeah. Or a cat will eat you. Yeah. There's not really like, it doesn't really make sense as like a fable. Yeah, I, I mean, if they made it today, maybe it would be like, it would be like a fable for the fast fashion age. Yeah, Primark could have written this thing, but 
Or it would be like, oh, all the little millennials that don't vote get eaten <laughs> by a big cat. It's like, that's the fable that kind of works these days. Yes. It doesn't really make sense. 800 years ago. No, so strange. So I wanted to know a little more about where this came from. And it turns out that the lore of the Yule Cat goes much deeper. In the ancient text, the Prose Era, like we said, it says that the Yule Cat is owned by a woman called Grilla. Someone owns the cat? Of course. What? what? Cats don't just run shit themselves. All cats have owners. Why are, is she teaching them to eat poor people? Well, what kind of f***ed up Robin Hood ass cat is this? <laughs> well, first he didn't eat anyone, Robin Hood. I forgot that. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, he ate the rich to give to the poor. I was like, well, no, he didn't actually eat anyone. I think he regurgitated the rich so the poor <laughs> is something to eat. Yeah, that's a little preview of what Grilla is like. Now, Grilla is referred to as a Jotun which can be a number of things, it seems like. Sometimes it means they're a giant, other times a troll, or it's always some kind of humanoid. Right. But slightly different. At least a giant would make sense, because then to her, the the giant cat would be just cat-sized. And the children would be like uh, chicken nuggets. Of course. Just like tiny little snacks. You don't want to eat a chicken nugget in a nice new raincoat. You want (laughs) to eat a chicken nugget that's wearing nothing at all. It's kind of true, sadly. Now, poems about Grilla go back way in history. There are, there are accounts from the 13th century describing her as a beggar who walks around asking parents to give her their disobedient children. She doesn't even steal children like the cat. She, she just asks, she asks for the, She's like, if you have any kids you don't want anymore, I will eat them. I will eat them. I'm hungry enough. Hey, it's pretty. she's being pretty upfront and honest. Gotta admire that. She originally lived in a small cottage, but in these legends, she had to leave her home, probably got evicted for being a child eater, and now she lives in a cave, which she only leaves to hunt children, and (laughs) apparently her favorite dish is a child stew. So, this makes some sense of why the Yule Cat hunts children, because everyone in this household is eating children. She got evicted from her cottage for eating children, so she moved to a cave. A real downgrade, by the way. She's a giant, so God knows who the landlord is. God, probably. (laughs) And she only leaves it to eat children, the very thing that got her evicted. She's going to get evicted from the cave. Uh, There, I said it. You can't be cooking kids stew in that cave. Because, uh uh-oh, there's a giant child (laughs) that's on his way about to beat her ass. Imagine being in a position where it's like, you, you, you can't do this here. Either you stop eating children or you move out of the flat. I'll, I'll be homeless. I, I'd rather I'd rather freeze to death than not eat a child. Really? We really thought we're not pre- we weren't prepared to. You, you haven't had it. You haven't had them. They're, they're so good. I am never going to do that. Are you sure? It's like a you, chicken nugget filled with cocaine. You live. Wow. You live in Iceland. You won't survive five minutes without a house. I will die happy eating children. Wow. I think that cape. I think that's a cave over there. Is that? Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm it, just gonna go over is. there. Really? It's like two feet away. It's actually bigger than my flat. Stay away from my kids. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now... This thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. So at this point in learning about Icelandic Christmas legends, I thought I was getting a pretty clear picture. Um... It seems to be entirely about children disappearing um, and the paranormal creatures that explain their disappearance. But this is where the legend goes off the deep end. And I learned about the Yule Lads. What? If you thought you had to be worried about Grilla and the Yule Cat, oh boy, did your problems just multiply. The Yule Lads are Grilla's 13 sons and they each appear in Iceland over the Christmas period to things up on very specific dates and they do very specific things so rory i've got the full list of yule lads here in front of me you're kidding me with their badass icelandic names which i obviously cannot pronounce but i do have the english translations i'm gonna give you their names all right and you can try and guess what they do. Okay, this sounds great. Hopefully it's as easy as like dopey, sneezy, sleepy. <laughs> it's not far off. <laughs> All right. Okay, first up, Sheepcoat Claude. All right, I assume he murders sheep. Okay, your guess is... Murders sheep, sounds like, or eats sheep. The audience says... Harasses sheep. Oh, wh 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 how does he get their cloth? Apparently he... Uh, harasses them. It sounds like he's trying to kill them, but he has peg legs, so he can't finish the job. Alright, if anything that'll make you better, you could kick it to death. You wouldn't feel a thing. Moving on. Okay. Yule lad number two. Who took his legs? Was it a sheep? I need, I feel like I need to know this. Gully gawk. Okay, that one's a little harder. <laughs> he hides in gullies waiting for an opportunity to steal milk. What's a gully? Oh, a gully's like a ditch, seems like. Oh, right, okay. I mean, I wouldn't have got it, if I <laughs> even if I'd known, because the milk thing pretty much came out of nowhere. Stubby? Stubby. Uh, if he doesn't have two peg legs, I don't know what's going on. Abnormally short. Oh, okay. Uh, he steals He steals pans to eat the crust on that's left on them. Uh, right, I can see why he's so <laughs> malnourished. And ungrown, if all he's eating is pan crust. Spoon licker. All right. Does he lick the spoons? He absolutely licks the spoons. Apparently, he's extremely thin due to malnutrition. <laughs> all these boys need to eat some children and, and grow up healthy like their mother. Uh, another, another slow ball. Pot scraper. Does he scrape pots? 
possibly eat the crust Steals leftovers from pots. Yeah, there it is, okay. All right, another slow ball, bowl licker. Does he lick the bowls? Of course. Yule lad number seven, door slammer. Does he slam doors? He likes it. He wakes people up in the middle of the night by slamming doors. That's right. That's a win. I call that right. Okay. Next up, we got Skier Gobbler. <laughs> Does he gobble skier? Absolutely. Uh, which is... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what a skier is. It's yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's Icelandic yogurt. Why would yogurt. you call him the yogurt gobbler? That's a great name. I think it's a little different, maybe. Or the yogler. I'm really hoping there's going to be one that's just like the arsonist. <laughs> Something way intense out of left field. <laughs> Triple homicide. Sausage swiper. Okay, <laughs> not quite as intense. I'm gonna go ahead and assume he grabs your dick. And <clears throat> oh no! Arsonist. <laughs> no, he straight up steals sausages. sausages. Regular old sure. sausages. And yogurt if there's some going. <laughs> Window peeper. All right. I assume this guy uh, is is a little pervert. He's looking in your windows. Whoa! No one said anything about being a pervert. Uh, he simply looks through windows to see stuff to steal. Uh, oh, just steal. Okay. Now you were making it weird. You'll lad number 11, doorway sniffer. All right. <laughs> These are sick bastards. What are you going to say? That's fine? He sniffs doors? Uh, nothing to do with doors. He's looking for bread. He steals bread, all right? No one said anything about sniffing doors. Okay. You made it weird. Well, you called him door sniffer. You'll lie number 12, meat hook. Now this one I concede <laughs> sounds a little more menacing. <laughs> oh yeah, they call him the butcher. Imagine trying to defend these boys in court and learning all their, their names in English. Meat hook? Uh, good lord. Does he take, uh, he steals meat off the hooks, right? Close. Uh, he uses unnecessarily a mean to do the wrong and then say close. By the uses way, uses <laughs> a hook to steal the meat. <laughs> That's like going uh -uh, correct. Last, you lad, we got all right. There's no way you can mess this one up. Okay, absolutely no way. Candle stealer. He steals candles. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> what? He eats candles. Why does he eat candles? Because back in the day, they were edible. <laughs> I very much doubt that. I need to see some actual evidence hey. to support that. All right. I don't know how many you got right in the Yule Lad quiz. <laughs> but a little bit more of an insight into the lore of um, this Icelandic Christmas legend. Um, I kind of love these legends because it force they force us to think about where they came from, where they started, whether there's any truth in their origins. Because on the face of it, the Yule Lads seem like a pretty clear mythical explanation for, let's face it, things mostly just going missing. Right. That was kind of all that the Yule Lads seemed to do was take things. Yeah, a lot of it is just taking things and eating things. So it seems to be that I think back in the day, things were going missing and the Yule Lads may just have been a way of explaining that. Sure. But I did want to do some research whether there was any real basis for a historical figure like Grilla or the Yule Cat. I thought the Yule Cat could maybe be a misunderstanding of some other natural predator in Iceland. But on looking, it seems like there, I mean, there's not a lot alive up there. Right. It's not like a, it's not like a forest. There's no king of the jungle running around. Um, there aren't really any large predators like that. Um, 
Apparently, occasionally, a polar bear will um, float onto ice on an iceberg and then they shoot it. But <laughs> I took a turn. Uh, other than that, there aren't really any large predators that could get confused for that. I thought you were going to tell me like a cute Coca-Cola-esque story where it's like a polar bear gets you know trapped on a bit of ice that floats over to New York City and he goes through like Times Square and has like a Diet Coke with all the lights surrounding him. But in, you said that occasionally a polar bear floats over right. to Iceland and they shoot it on sight. Yeah. Don't even try and they, help they, it. They've never heard of Coke, Coca-Cola. Okay. They just see a, a death beast. <laughs> and shoot it dead on sight. <laughs> they just go, the Yule cat. <laughs> this thing's floating over and you hear, holidays are coming, holidays are coming. It's like Christmas bells. He's got a little hat on and then just... <laughs> Straight through one side of his head, out the other. This thing drops and sinks into the icy waters. Holidays are coming. Cover your ears, lads. It's the Yule Cat's terrible song. It's trying to hypnotize us. That's a good accent. Um, in terms of Grilla, one researcher had a pretty convincing explanation. They hypothesized that in ancient times, Grilla symbolized... The winter solstice itself, the 21st of December, ah. because Grilla is harsh, violent, scary, like winter would have been back then. Winter killed a lot of children, not least the children that had not enough clothes. There you go. This is sm- I see where this is coming. Very smart. Grilla had 13 sons, which apparently might represent the 13 full moons in a year. Not to mention her mythical paranormal abilities make her really a witch. And that explains the Yule Cat. It's the witch's black cat. Right, okay. So it's kind of interesting. Although on the face of it, her and the Yule Lads and the Yule Cat seem... (laughs) (laughs) The Yule Lads. Mad. They really might not be that different than our own kind of myth and folklore. It is miraculous that you managed to somehow coherently... (laughs) Link all of those things together. The Yule Lads. The Yule Lads. The Yule Lads sound like the, pardon the pun, polar opposite of the Galactic 12. Did you mention polar? (laughs) It's like, you know, the Galactic 12, the 12 most noble explorers. And then you've got the Lads, the Yule Lads. Pot liquor or whatever the f***. Yeah, 13 of the world's shittiest malnourished children. One of the children had peg legs for some reason. <laughs> the other one just has a meat hook. <laughs> one eats candles. That's how it. bad times are. Usually at the end of every episode, we come down... <clears throat> down? Usually at the end of every episode, we come down on a yes or no... In a little country there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, partners... <laughs> Usually at the end of the episode, we come down. <laughs> but uh, seeing as it's a Christmas Eve, uh, but seeing as it's Christmas Eve, I just wanted to take things back to <laughs> to olden times and tell you guys uh, a f***ed up scary story about some old-fashioned Icelandic legends. I love it. And let's face it, no one expected us to release anything today. <laughs> So when there's no expectations, you impress everyone. That's right. Promise. What is it? Promise nothing. Do something. (laughs) Do something crazy. Freshman. (laughs) That's the old saying. Promise nothing. Do something (laughs) Something crazy. crazy. (laughs) Ah, Christmas is a magical time. (laughs) I think 
a good example of that would be like an accountant telling their boss, I'll have that report with you by midday. And then them going on a meth binge that afternoon. Right. Really just exceeding all expectation. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So a bit of a different episode this week because it's goddamn Christmas Eve. Oh my goodness. Everyone, thank you to Santino for sending that one in to us. Um, Absolutely perfect. Um, I so enjoyed getting to research stuff about Christmas. We wanted to release this on Christmas Eve because it gives you guys plenty of time to uh, download it for Christmas Day and just get the family together, right? sit by the fireplace, play the episode, and just enjoy each other's company. Open some presents. Find out about the Yule Lads. Eat a candle for Christ's sake. You know, we just want everyone to have a good time. That's right. And you know what? This episode might just be batshit enough to cam down crazy Uncle Derek who came uninvited. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Kit, do you have any gifts that you're uh, expecting this year? What's number one on the top of uh, your Christmas list? In the months leading up to Christmas, I was asking my parents for um, a bunch of expensive shit, honestly. Um, <laughs> okay. I wanted a PlayStation, an Xbox throw in a i don't know treadmill i don't know something else gadgety and expensive sure. sounds but, like you don't want these things it's more of like god you no, can it's, even remember it's, just, it's just because it's christmas isn't it it's just that's what it's about it's just getting kind of the, right. the most shit you can that's de- I, that's definitely not what christmas is about but sure all right uh it's i make, mean this is making me sad so let's keep going that's well that's kind of how we rocked it in our family over the years was <laughs> who could game santa the hardest well, I mean, you get, it's you like a genie. Bleed. You get one free f***ing throw. It's absolute. that's not how a genie a works. That's not how a, g- a genie's to three get wishes. F- you want. This, this it was a nice question. It's about what do you want, what you wanted for Christmas. Now you're saying Santa's a f***ing genie and he has to give you whatever you want. He absolutely is a genie. And he, and he's a goddamn idiot. To keep, oh, uh. God. <laughs> to keep following through on all my whims over the years. Why? What are you looking for this year? Number one on my list, honestly, world peace. Wow. So I hope you I hope you feel good about that. <laughs> Come play Fortnite on world peace, bro. So uh, sure. Catch but, you in twenty twenty one. You know they'll, they'll be I'll different. I'll be getting those goddamn chicken dinners every uh, every night over the every night over the goddamn Christmas season. Uh, really doubling. Sounds down. like you'll be will you be singing Kumbaya or some shit. <laughs> No, that's cool. That's that's <laughs> cute. That's cute though. That you'll just be like sitting around just. Well, just the thing is, like, I don't think anyone will be playing video games because the world will have achieved like perfect harmony, so we could uh, work unanimously as one to kind of further the progression of mankind towards like a common goal. So, Sounds boring though. I mean, sure, it might not be the most. It, it might not be the most entertaining time, but I mean, like, no one gets hurt. We're all working together. We can uh, explore the space, uh, conquer maybe global warming. You know, all I need is video games, my jewel, and maybe f- it. Throw in a little world war. World, world war. Yeah, you know, like you want world peace, but I think like shit's been kind of interesting over the years with like you know a little conflict. Like things are kind of, it's like relationships, isn't it? It's like you don't want it to be like you. There needs to be a little fire in there, like fire things up a little bit. All right, so just to double check, if a genie showed up right now. I'd wish for world peace. Right. You'd wish for world war. Right. Just keep things interesting. And then a set of AirPods. So the world's well, the exact I didn't say same. AirPods, but now that you've said it, actually some AirPod Pros will be dope. So now the world's at war, but you can't hear shit. 
Yeah, well, if I'm on the battlefield <laughs> using those sweet Fortnite skills, I'm probably going to want to protect my hearing with a little noise cancellation, sure. Crazy. All right, I guess we can tell who's going to heaven because I want world peace. You want world war. I mean, it's Santa. Santa's probably not going to bring it to you because you know the shit about the list, right? You're going to be on the bad side. What? You know, he's making a list. He's checking it twice. Going to find out who wants world peace and who wants f***ing world war. I wouldn't have asked for a war if I had known that he was going to like veto my wishes. Yeah, he, he he's watching like 24-7. Honestly, you're probably not even going to get the AirPods. Are you serious? He, he gives you coal if you've been bad. What about like first gen AirPods? No, like the dude. The kind of old ones. No, he's going to give you coal. No. You're going to get, yeah. Well, how did you not know that this is how it worked? Look, I get that he might not get me like this, this like the slimline, <laughs> like 2019 PS4. But like, what about, what about the, the, the old one? I honestly, I don't, he might not even show up. I cannot spend Christmas day not playing Fortnite. I do not have any family to be with. I don't have any friends. This is so sad. This is so sad. I need the fucking game, man. Where are your family? Where are your friends? At war, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) The one I wished for. I I thought I wanted a ton of stuff until I researched this. Uh, Honestly, now I want a straight up pair of socks because otherwise this Yule cat is going to eat my ass. New clothing. That's what we need. New clothing. Thank you, everyone who's listening at home, for tuning in on Christmas Eve, for ignoring your goddamn family for an hour, for doing the opposite of what Christmas is really about and all coming together, uh, and tuning in with your old pals in the Paranormal Nation. Yeah, that's right. We will see you next week to ring in the new year. Oh! For a whole new year of investigations and paranormal adventure. Can't wait. Have a great Christmas, everyone. See you next time. Bye-bye. Johannes, make way, make way. Johannes, it's time you know that there is a giant cat who hides in the forest. He'll come for your kids at night. He'll take all of us right down. He's got some big claws and he will kill you.